the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Let's talk unintended consequences. There's a lot of money to be made in unintended consequences. Political season's underway, sort of. They're calling for the end of all caucusing in Iowa going forward and just going back to the old-fashioned one one man, one vote. That did not go over well. And they're blaming it on an app. Unintended consequences. Looking at China and how the country is embarking on the largest work-from-home experiment ever as employees stay away from the office to avoid spreading the deadly coronavirus. I heard one county in China has actually called for offering up $149 if you narc on a neighbor who might have the virus. And time in prison if you intentionally spread the virus. This is pretty scary stuff for humanity. Narking on your neighbor, jail time. Now, what is going to be an unintended consequence of the coronavirus? I think a couple things. I think you'll see the citizens get a little bit tired of their government and want a little bit more transparency, but that's off topic. It could keep offices shut for months, and if that's the case, productivity apps are going to be a boost. We're going to get a boost in the arm in storytelling and usage. That's pretty impressive. Messaging and office collaboration tools should keep businesses going, and maybe we'll learn that we don't truly need to go to work every day. I feel guilty that I drive five days a week. If I can cut that down to three days a week or four days a week, that's a 20 or 40% improvement, right? Wouldn't you all be happier for me if I did that? Not happier for me, but like, hey, Rob, you know, Breathing in that car, smoke, your car is kicking out. I deserve a little respect, my buddy. I get it. I get it. Um, I, I feel almost dark for driving a vehicle that pollutes, which plays into Elon Musk and Tesla. Um, for the record, there was four automobile companies showing electric vehicle commercials during the Super Bowl. Should be a good time for EV with only 2% worldwide penetration. But we're talking antivirus, or we're talking coronavirus in China. The people who dominate apps there, Tencent, Alibaba, and ByteDance, they're already investing heavily in enterprise software as their consumer tech businesses are starting to slow down. So believe it or not, the virus comes at a good time. There's some hot, hot IPOs like messaging software Slack. 
and video conferencing firm Zoom. Take a look at Zoom and you'll go, whoa, we don't need to get on a plane and fly to China for 15 hours. And then go to a Chinese restaurant and not figure out, what is that? It's too culturally harsh for me. I can't do it. I like my thing. I like my burgers very American. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not the greatest cultural traveler. But corporations don't want to put me on a plane either. A round-trip ticket to China, good thousand, fifteen hundred bucks. Two days wasted in, in the air. Why not just go to the conference room, Rob, and do your business on Zoom? And it even digitally saves the information for you in case there's compliance issues. Even Facebook is going after businesses with communication collaboration tools called Workplace. Oh, boy. Mark Zuckerberg's Libra cryptocurrency is getting slammed. Companies like Visa are like, not Visa, MasterCard CEO said, yeah, we signed up to be part of that group. And then we learned, like, Facebook didn't really care if we're giving these tools to counterfeiters. They don't really care if we're giving them to criminals. And, like, we're not allowed to do that as a financial institution serving under, you know, the decrees set in the United States. But back to the companies that are going to benefit. Tencent, Alibaba, ByteDance. Then you get Slack, publicly traded. Zoom, publicly traded. Maybe we find that we can do business from a distance. It's a good working opportunity to test home at scale on a worldwide basis. There's one ad agency in China that the CEO is keeping the 400-person firm all at home, but all working. And his firm's going to be using WeChat, Skype for Business, Office 365. They're going to do client visits with video chats. Not going to be easy, but once they get the system up and running... It should be there and it'd be there for the future and create some efficiencies. Like I said, it's not so much that your corporation doesn't want to send you to do business in China for you know ten thousand dollars in work expenses. They can use they could probably save that money. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Big event coming up this Thursday, February sixth in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up using the code Radio25. That's Radio25 at the sign up. NewFocusFinancial.com. Big event Thursday, February 6th in Palo Alto at the Ox Lodge. Great parking, in case you were wondering. How's the parking? I'd go, but if you signed up, please go. Otherwise, let us know that you can't make it. Because as it sells out, we're turning other people away. Markets are up huge today. Big number. 438 points on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And sadly, that's actually not that big of a move. It's just 1.5%. It looks big. It takes us back to positive for the year. And it kind of negates what the coronavirus was trying to do to the market. Tesla shares topped $900. Unbelievable run. Iowa caucus debacle is great for the market in Trump. That's not me giving my political opinion. That's what financial media is saying today. Um, 
Trump, of course, took credit for the winning Iowa with a 98% rate. Um, but probably bad news for Democrats. We'll see if they can catch back the momentum, but we wanted somebody to come out with some momentum. So who do we focus on? What do they do? Kind of thing. And both Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren were showing solid momentum. Um, But again, that's been a messed up Iowa. They had one major poll that a lot of Iowans believe in that failed spectacularly because when asking about the various candidates, they left one of them off the question. It's like, whoa. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Sign of the four horses of the apocalypse, maybe. How much time do I have? Ah, 50. Uh, Wendy's is going to launch breakfast nationwide in March. A frosty chino, a honey butter chicken biscuit, the breakfast baconator. Ah, back to reality. Fast food wars. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up February 6th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Dodge 2020 Ram 1500. Laramie Longhorn. Limited is named the luxury car of the year. Woohoo! Cares. <laughs> There's an organics based grocery store that started out in Asheville, organic and natural foods chain called Earth Fair. They are going bankrupt. It's a reminder that even though we want natural and organic groceries, that they cost more. I am not in the need to worry about how much my groceries cost, but I know most Americans are. When I bought Beyond Meat as a package of what is essentially I was going to throw into tomato sauce and create a spaghetti meat sauce or meat-like sauce, it was $9.99 for a pound versus $5.99 or $6.99 for a pound. I would not be good on that Price is Right game, by the way, where you have to guess common common prices of things you buy in the store. I don't... I'm not good at that game. But down goes a company that we wanted to work out. And I throw that out there, not as, like, gloating, but there's some value in understanding companies like Safeway that Yes, they're trying to do the right thing, but they're also trying to get what people want at the right price point. Uh, Whole Foods, when I was a dating man, when I would try to make the opposite sex like me and I would cook dinner for them and things along those lines, I would always like, oh, leave the Whole Foods bag on the counter. She should yell at me because it's plastic bag, right? But no, she didn't. She's like, oh, Whole Foods, I love Whole Foods. And then once you hear her, you're like, I don't need to go to Whole Foods anymore. Or you cut down because it's a whole paycheck. Great for a picnic when you're dating. Not so good for everyday meals. Because we are price tag sensitive. 
or are we? I once bought a home, and my thought was, buy it near a really good school district, because there will always be a mom who wants her kids in the best school district. Dad's like, oh, I don't care. You can send my kid to a boot camp, and uh, I'll be good with that. But moms want a good, loving, high-scoring schoolyard. It doesn't always necessarily mean that it's going to go higher. Sometimes you you, know, you can get the, the value in the school district, if that makes any sense. So Earth Fair closing all its stores. Again, probably not a company you've heard of, but it's a big national story. And I throw it out there in large part because a lot of the times the things that you want to work out won't. A friend of mine bought Sprouts on the whole organic grocery store investment. Not a bad idea. I think she was fascinated because she's a single woman. Well, she wasn't a single woman. She was uh, committed but never going to get married to the same guy. That was her plan. And I I don't know how that's worked out, but uh, I used to work with her. And that stock's gone from 40 bucks a share to 14. Again, do I like the idea of organic grocery stores? Yes. Do I think, realistically, Americans will support them in good times and bad times? No. The the wild thing is, is we don't know about the millennials. When the millennials, when push comes to shove, will they demand that their food be fresh and not put in a package? Or will they go to Safeway? Again, I'm not bashing Safeway. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You know those articles that say things like eight players or nine players drafted before Patrick Mahomes? I don't read those. Do you know why? Because I don't want to waste my life reading things that that shouldn't be in my head. Just throwing that out there at you. I know you're saying, I read that article. Do you know who's taking me for him? One of the things I'm kind of a big fan of is you really got to be careful how far you spread yourself. World Health Organization briefs members' countries on the coronavirus outbreak. You saw the Federal Reserve, big banking operations in the United States. The leaders of different regions got together yesterday, and they kind of hinted that we're not really factoring in a lot of negative for the United States. For China, for sure. 427 people dead, a lot of people working at home. It's tough to say how this is going to play out in their economy. If you had tickets to that big sold-out show in Beijing, people probably aren't going to go. U.S. government has implemented travel restrictions and issued federal quarantine orders for the first time in 50 years. The outbreak is hitting companies, obviously like airlines, as they suspend service. President Donald Trump's economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, said that the outbreak will delay an expected surge in exports. From the U.S.-China deal. It's almost, and here's like, and this is just, this is fake news. This is me like trying to figure out, did China know about this virus thing before they signed the deal with Trump? Did they know that their hand was going to get weakened significantly politically? I don't know if I believe in a lot of conspiracy theories, but it does cross your head, right? The thought does get in there. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. A lot of conversation about 5G right now. 
And I'm not really quite sure why this is important. But sometimes, like, some of the, the research that you'll see is not on point. Will China's coronavirus stop China from rolling out the first 5G network and beat United States to the pro- like? Pro- like uh, that's not really on point. We get it. We get it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Capital One's adding new hotel transfer partners and improving JetBlue transfers. Different credit cards have different ways to be used. There's a good website called uh, The Points Guy. The Points Guy is really, I think, pretty nice, and Bankrate.com does a nice job of explaining credit card points. I use credit cards and credit card points. I don't carry a balance. Big seminar coming up Thursday evening, 6.30 to 8.30 in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I can't wait to see you there. I hope you do make it. You can use Killer Radio 25 to sign up for free today. It's going to sell out today. Uh, sign up at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Cashless shares are going gangbusters. Factory goods orders surged 1.8%. What was a brutal Friday? It's turned into a pretty good Monday and Tuesday. Feels a little bit like a roller coaster when you start throwing in words like coronavirus, when you start throwing in Super Bowl numbers. Everything's just kind of moving on Wall Street right now. Earnings season started to wrap up. Earnings, it kind of showed some winners and some losers, as it always does. lot to think about in this market. Let's bring on CFP Chad Burton. He'll be at the Thursday event with me. And others, a lot of financial planners is what I'm hinting at. They could, uh, you could show up for the event at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto by signing up at Rob Black Show or NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com and use the code Radio Twenty Five. Chad, uh, caught a tail end of your show yesterday, and you were talking a lot about health issues on your show. And I'm like, what's a financial planner talking about health issues for? Um, but they're they are kind of tied together. Uh, thoughts? You want to save me from this one? Well, yeah. I mean, the thoughts are is that I've been doing this for 25 years, and I've kind of seen uh, great retirements and awful retirements. And the the one thing that rings really, really true is that um, if you go into retirement and you're not very healthy and you don't do anything about that, you tend to spend your 70s going to the doctor all the time. And the conversation with your family and your friends is always about, you know, going to the doctor for this and that and the other things you're dealing with instead of actually enjoying life and making more memories with people. And I just, I kind of, you know, hit the age of 45 and got paranoid about that. And I've always been into health. You know me. Um, And the other thing that's really hit home is just the massive amount of cancer issues that our employees have dealt with, not personally, but with with, uh, parents. We had two New Focus employees, uh, parents pass away from pancreatic cancer in in a year and a half. Uh, Had several client issues with cancer, another one yesterday. And so it's just becoming very real. It's the environment that we live in, the food that we eat, and what's the point of saving all of this money if you can't enjoy it, right? So it's just really important to me right now, and it's gaining a ton of traction. I get more emails about the health issues I'm talking about than than investment issues lately. 
Let's talk a little bit about that. Obviously, with more medicine, with better medicines, um, moving from molecular to biotech uh, or genetic is a better way of saying that, we're probably going to live longer, but not necessarily. But we're probably going to live longer because, like you said, there's more cancers that could kind of chew that up. Uh, my mom's in her 80s, and she's in horrifically bad health. She's a sits there and does nothing waiting to die. My spouse's parents are 80, and they're wildly healthy. They need more money because they're still living long, but my mom's costing more money in the short term because of the, the health care issues and the, you know, the, the cost of keeping her medicated, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, there's so many issues when it comes to finances, when it, when it deals with longevity as well. And longevity is going to be a huge part of our economy going forward, especially with 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 and some other issues that we'll talk about in a minute. But I, for one thing, you're going to need to save more money. If, you're, if you have enough money to eat better and, and, and exercise and things like that, you're going to live longer, and that's likely going to put a strain on Social Security and Medicare, which means you're likely going to see uh, more and more kind of success tax with it. So if you have higher income, you're probably going to have higher taxes on your Social Security right now. Only up to 85% of your Social Security could be taxable. It's probably going to be more later, and they're going to have to put off the age of when we can actually take it. Um, and then same thing, more, there, there's already a huge Medicare surtax if you make a lot of money. And you could end up paying four times as much as your neighbor for the same kind of mediocre coverage. But there's so many things that are being discovered when it comes to things like cancer and healthy cells between what you eat um, and how you exercise and even things like cryotherapy and you know, when you work out, how you work out fasted, um, followed up by whether it's a cryo or a cold plunge or a cold shower and how healthy that is for yourself to not only fight cancer, but also things like Alzheimer's. And then there's things like uh, clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats or the CRISPR changes, uh, the CRISPR technology to change DNA, and it's a leading weapon in a fight against genetic disease. People are going to hear more and more about this, and this is going to be probably a large investment theme going forward. Um, there's also things like replenishment and senolytic drugs, which kill zombie cells um, that kind of fight aging and deteriorating cells that causes the inflammation in our bodies and, and then the response to cancer and Alzheimer's and things like that. So there's so much stuff coming out. There's an investment angle on it where science and technology is all coming together to help people live longer and healthier. Um, so if you can afford to retire, you can typically afford to eat better and work out, and that means you're going to live longer and you have to save more. Um, so it's, you know, the 100 is going to be, in probably 10, 15 years, 100 is going to be an easy time frame to make. Since I've been in the business for 25 years and I've only had three clients live over that age, I expect the majority of my clients alive today to live past 100 because of some of the technology that's coming out. Even if you don't live past 100, it's probably a good idea to have a plan to just in case you do or to have like a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I digress it, it, because a lot of times it's a what, plan B. Because right. because some people you know have enough to maybe live till you know eighty six because that's the old number that people used to use. We always use ninety five for one person, one hundred for for another person, and then you can run the what ifs. You know, if you run out of assets, um, you know, a lot of times you you live that long, you're going to be selling your home and moving into assisted living or something else. So, what does that plan be? What does it look like? Have you communicated that with your family? 
Um, and have you talked about it even in your estate plan and in your trust documents? It's interesting because I hang, hung out with uh, in-laws, elderly people, and um, what their retirement looks like versus what they're what they expected it to look like are two very different things. But what's retirement going to look like for CFP Chad Burton? Well, it, it's it's so weird because at one point I guess I'm getting kind of the, the middle age thing going right at 45. And retirement seems so far away. And to me, it's just like not even the idea of just stopping just doesn't make sense to me because I go 100 miles an hour. So having a business that, you know, runs itself with people that are smarter than me is, is kind of a goal. But lately, um, I, I've got this crazy sense of urgency to travel and experience memories with my, kid, my kids because I've ha- I have two phases of kids. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old and a 15, 17, and 20, almost 21-year-old. And my middle kids are at that age where they like to travel and do stuff with dad. My older kid is more into, he would rather travel with his own friends, right? Right. And then the three and a half year old, you don't want to go on a long plane ride with that age. So now I've seen all this and I'm like, okay, I've got these certain windows to travel and make memories with my kids. I've got these certain windows to continue to snowboard and things like that, uh, which I want to get those bucket list trips in. I don't care if I'm working at 70 because I feel like I'll be healthy and I think my mind will be okay and I think I'll still enjoy it because I want to have that sense of, you know, uh, having something to accomplish, whether it's work or volunteer or mentorship. Um, So for me, it's more of a phased financial plan, right? I've changed it a little bit. So I don't care if I work a little bit longer. I'm going to spend more on memories now. But I know what I can afford because I've done a financial plan. I can do projections with our software that has you know different multiple withdrawal rates at different points in time. And a lot of people are doing that, where they try out retirement for a while, or they go part-time in their late 60s through mid-70s, and then before they fully retire. Um, so what's your personal plan? What do you want to do once you aren't going to work every day? And the first thing you should do is concentrate on your health, in my opinion, and then figure out what is going to make you feel fulfilled after that. I want to finish the top 100 video games of all time. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to see if I could get a reaction to you. Um, so what's the right withdrawal rate? You got a big old nest egg, a big chunk of money. We got about two minutes and we should plug the seminar for uh, this Thursday, 630 to 830 in Palo Alto. What's the right withdrawal rate on your big chunk of change? Because those numbers seem to be moving these days. It's no longer 4%. I mean, we are sitting at a 1.5% 10-year treasury yield, Rob. That's that's like about a 25% of what it used to be in 2007, right? I mean, fixed income or bonds are paying so low compared to your parents and your grandparents. That 4% draw rate is not going to work. It's just not. So if you're going to retire at 65, if you're drawing more than about 3 3.5% of your portfolio, you're likely going to run out of money before age 100 unless interest rates normalize in the future. So um, people are going to have to save more. They're going to have to concentrate on dividend achievers. Those are stocks that have a history of increasing their dividend to help them fight inflation. Um, do more strategy with their with their debt, maybe pay off their mortgage sooner, things like that. So you really need to run a new financial plan if you're close to retirement at this point. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can meet him and talk health or talk investments or talk the health of your investments or talk 
anything financial planning related this Thursday, 630 to 830 in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. A couple more other CFPs. Mark Fairley's going to be there. Ryan Ignacio, Dan Fetterman, amongst others, talking financial planning issues. I'll be there. Palo Alto Elks Lodge, 630 to 830 this Thursday. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. The code is radio25 to get in. We'll see you there. Look forward to it. It's almost sold out. Probably going to be totally finished by the end of the day. So sign up today at Rob Black Show or newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. The Super Bowl had some interesting numbers. They saw an increase in number of eyeballs. But that number has actually dropped from an all-time peak high. Now, again, you're starting to learn about peak highs on this show, right? Are you with me against me? Uh, when markets hit an all-time high and then they pull back, sometimes they go sideways, sometimes they never go back. Sometimes they do. Um, what's interesting to know about peak highs, the Super Bowl hit a peak of 114.4 million users in 2015. And the number of people who watched the TV audience, 99.9 million. million? Come on, let's round it up. It's only a 1.7% increase from last year's football championship. Fox said if you add up and use both fingers, we were actually at 102 million if you use the Spanish language simulcast to the numbers. First and foremost, I'm going to jump out there and say that's a little low. You're telling me only two, two and a half million people watch the Spanish simulcast? My understanding of Spanish is weak, but I kind of always assumed that sometimes some Spanish people have some lack of English, but apparently they'll watch the football game. Hmm. That seems a little weak to me. Two million, two and a half million. But again, I've never really studied Spanish broadcasting. There was a phase in the late 80s and early 90s when companies like ABC and CBS were trying to figure out, okay, what's next? What's next? They didn't think about streaming. But that's when they started buying uh, Telemundo and Spanish-speaking networks to add to their array of product, of networks. The viewership of the Super Bowl, 53% male, 47% female. Okay. The most expensive ads, Republican President Donald Trump and Democrat President hopeful Michael Bloomberg spent up to $11 million each. That's pretty unprecedented. They say Bloomberg could spend over a billion dollars of his own money on this um, election cycle. Each 30-second commercial went for an average of $5.6 million. The planter's mascot, Mr. Peanut, died, and he was reborn. I don't know which I'm more offended at. The fact that they said they may pull the the commercial due to the fact that Kobe Bryant died last week, or the fact that they basically ripped off Baby Yoda with a baby's planet peanut, baby Mr. Peanut. I don't know which one I'm more angry at, but it's a cultural event. The Super Bowl. There's some value in that. 
Now, I just talked about a commercial ran for, on average, a lot of money. And um, to reach 100 million people, you start doing that math and you kind of like start figuring out, you know, where could we spend that 5.6 million next year? Well, some of it goes purely into streaming. Yes, Fox streamed the game. No one talks about those numbers. Super Bowl ads were sold for three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars for thirty seconds of time on the stream. Now, the stream may have a more attractive advertiser profile than, say, the TV show because the TV show you don't know who's watching. You kind of get the Nielsen data, but Fox could say, "Hey, if you want to watch the stream? We want to know your name." What city you live in? Tell us how much money you make. You get a lot more data. There's a sneaker company called Sacconi. Or you could say Sacconi. I'll say Sacconi. Sacconi, Sacconi. Sacconi, Sacconi. They didn't really want to pony up $5.5 million for the television. So they threw down $300,000, $400,000 for a stream, of which they were more than happy to do because on their, their shoe that they're trying to promote, it's degradable. And they wanted the younger audience that they knew was there on the stream versus the older audience that you assume is watching TV because they can't figure out how to hit get on that Internet. So last year's Super Bowl averaged about 2.6 million live streaming. We'll get some more numbers out of Fox, but they're a little slow on it. It's interesting because there's one more thing happening with the NFL right now. They have a lot of streaming rights that they are selling to companies like Google's YouTube TV, like Amazon's Prime TV. And they even sell things like the official halftime show by Pepsi to YouTube. YouTube, obviously, uh, $15 billion run rate of revenue. That's stunning. That came out last night after the market earnings. But even the NBA TV ratings have declined this season. They think in large part due to injuries. I think in large part due to there's just so many freaking fracking TV shows to watch. It's beyond a golden age. It's like the golden, golden age of television. So Sconey was promoting a new biodegradable show. I get it. Streaming video viewers tend to be more engaged with what's playing on their screen than the linear TV where we can kind of get up or start a conversation. They're less distracted than quote-unquote broader audience. But networks are still trying to sell Super Bowl ads as one big package and trying to bundle it to as much things as they can. Did anyone watch The Masked Singer? I did not. I refuse to. The big game is still the big game is what I'm trying to get to. Anyhow, and anyway, big seminar coming up Thursday, February 6th. That's this week. Holy mackerel. 6.30 to 8.30. It's in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's about income and retirement. It's not ideal for people who are 20. It's not ideal for people who are 30. But as you turn 40 and you start marching towards 60 and trying to figure out when you want to retire, I don't want to retire until I qualify for super uh, Social Security. It all, we're all different, but you'll learn a lot, I guarantee you. At the new Focus Financial event, sign up 
Elks Lodge in Palo Alto at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. It's going to fill out today, so do your very, very, very best. Um,